start to get to know who you are, the more expensive you become that you don't even want to worry about trying to be like this person or that person. You have so much inside you that you don't even know that's hidden, that God has called you for this time right now. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's your boy Joshua Miles with Upper Level Enterprises, bringing you new wine. I'm hoping that everybody's being able to get a sip of the wine every week and just praying that it's blessing at least one person. And please give me your feedback. Uh, we have our website, Upper Level Enterprises. I'm sorry, Upper Level ENTP. www.upperlevelentp.com. So you'll definitely be able to look at all the podcasts there, um, some information even about me, just different things, and we're adding and just trying to get better as we go. Is that all right? Today, today, somebody say today. Yeah. We want to talk about how expensive are you? How expensive are you? You know, when you look at that word expensive, it actually means a high cost, Right. So the next question I want to ask you is this. What have we put as a high cost of value in our lives that are that is not actually giving us a return, a profit, or a gain? What do you mean by that? I'm glad you asked. I'm asking, are you profiting in your relationships? Are you profiting in material gains that you're getting? Are you profiting at your job or in your career? What high value are you bringing or that's bringing to you in your life that might need to be cut off, that is devaluing you where you might be in your life? It's amazing because sometimes we can go in a vicious cycle and not realize that things or material things that might be surrounded by us can really be taking us down. You know, it's amazing that we allow society to create all these things that we're trying to go for and aim for, but yet it still has us feeling empty because we're thinking that we're chasing this big dream, but yet it's not what God has for us. Isn't that something? Genesis one twenty six. let me start there real quick. It says, let us make man in our own image, in the likeness in the image of God. You and I were created in God's likeness in his image image. So anything that is coming against that in our mind of how we think, of how we operate is coming if it's negative, it's coming against what God has put as value in me. Right? Because a lot of times we get caught up in what's called opinions. You've heard this before. Opinions always devalue what has been put in us 
Because if we were made in God's likeness and image, why are we allowing opinions to devalue what has already been valued at a high cost? You, my friend, are a high cost because you have already been bought with a price. I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to preach. I'm just trying to encourage you. I just want to encourage you, right? I come from an humble background to where my dad's a pastor, so I've been brought up in church all my life. I couldn't listen to secular music, all these things, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoo, but I thank God that my dad did instill one thing, and that was having to read Proverbs every single day. And from Proverbs, I learned how to become the man that I'm still becoming in this world today. I always used to be beat with the Bible. Hey, you got to, but you know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Without the word in my life, I'll be honest with you. All the things that I've gone through, let me tell you something. You know how you've been in church before and you've heard all these testimonies about certain People have gone through this and gone through that. You're like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's great. But it's not real. Listen to me. It's not real until you have to be faced with something that's crazy in your life. You're looking at somebody right now. Proverbs 23 and 7. You'll love this. It says this. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. You know, I actually wanted to always be like a music producer and have different businesses and stuff like that. And it seems like I've always had to go through trials and tribulations, but yet it's those trials and tribulations that have made me a lot stronger to now put more value of who I'm still becoming. I'm hoping I'm, I'm reaching out to, to all of us here because I feel like whoever I'm talking to, you have value. You have an expensive value that you don't even realize that's there in you, right? Because sometimes we get frustrated with, with having to get all the no's sometimes, all the rejections, but it's in those no's, in those rejections, that's actually redirecting you to his likeness and his image of who you're called to be. Isn't that good? And what I'm finding out is this, is when I soak myself into God's presence, then that's when I become alive. If you look at Moses, Moses went through a period in his life that he was in the wilderness before he even was able to lead God's people, right? He had to actually go through some struggles before he even got there. I'm going to let you read the story. But what's amazing about that is the fact that when he came and had an encounter with God, God told him what? Take off your shoes, Moses, because you're now on an expensive ground. Yeah. Because now this ground that you are on, Moses, you ain't been on this ground. Yeah, you've walked before on ground, but now you have now the ground has woken up because I have touched the ground. Let me tell you something. When you start to get to know who you are, the more expensive you become that you don't even want to worry about trying to be like this person or that person. 
you have so much inside you that you don't even know that's hidden, that God has called you for this time right now. You know, I look at Joseph. I love Joseph in the, in the Bible. That's pretty much one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I don't even want to say characters, but let me say a brother. He's our brother. And it's Genesis 37. It says this, that the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Can you do me a favor real quick? Do me a favor. I want you to replace his name and put your name. The Lord was with Joshua. The Lord was with Moses. The Lord was with, I don't know, I might be talking to a, a Catherine. I might be talking to Wendy. I might be talking to John. I might be talking to Cindy. I might be talking to Hannah. I might be talking to anybody that is saying, Lord, who am I? He's saying that you are already prosperous and that he has chosen you. Watch this. If you look at Joseph's story, it seemed like he went backwards of who God had already called him to be. You might be in a situation right now that you're going through things that seem backwards. Like, why do I keep on getting all these denials? It's not about the denials. It's about God trying to strengthen your character of who he's called you to be. That's expensive. You see, trials and tribulations, they really do. I promise you they do. They actually sharpen you. Can you catch that real quick? They're there to sharpen you to be able to cut what's about to come in front of you. Oh, man. All right. David, before he gets to Goliath, he goes and now he's at a place to where he is choosing five stones, right? He chooses five expensive stones, but yet it's only one that's needed to take Goliath out. Could it be that God is training you right now that you're about to take on some type of enemy in your life, anything that could be in front of you? It might be fear. It might be doubt. It might be anything that's coming against the will of God in your life, right? That God is saying, I'm giving you the stone that's going to actually break the enemy's back. Ain't that good? Let me get back to Joseph real quick, though. So Joseph actually now has to go through a hardship to where his own family has thrown him in a pit. How many of us have been betrayed by family or even good close friends? But yet Joseph had a dream. He had a dream that he saw himself one day being ruler. My friends, you have had a dream that God has even showed you who you would become. But yet there's been so many things that have come against you to tell you otherwise. But I got some great news for you today. It's not supposed to devalue you. It's not supposed to cheapen you. It's supposed to make you expensive. So check this out. With Joseph, his value was still being created of the hardships that he was having to face. If you look at that story, like I said, it's found in Genesis 37 again. He now has to be sold into slavery to go to Egypt, right? How about, though, God is still setting you up even though when people are selling you out, 
he's bringing your value so expensive that people don't even realize they think they're cheapening you, but God is elevating you. He's elevating the expensiveness that he has called you to walk in. Let me get back to Joseph real quick. So now he's been in slavery. He now gets with Potiphar, and he is serving with Potiphar, but he's serving so well in an excellent spirit that he now catches Potiphar's wife that now wants him. Joseph tells her, how could I do such a thing to my master? What he was saying is, you're not going to cheapen me to sleep with you because I know the God that I serve is very expensive. So yes, he now gets in a place and caught with her ripping his robe. Now he has to go into prison, but guess what it says? That the Lord was still with Joseph in the prison, right? Isn't it amazing that we can still be in a prison situation, but yet God can still be right there with us? Don't change it. Hey, do not change your name from the story I told you. Fill in the blank that the Lord was with you as well, okay? So now he's in prison, but now he is now serving the butler and the baker to still be able to give them the interpretation of their dream. But watch this. Joseph's gift was being able to interpret dreams, right? Could it be that God is setting up an expensive appointment for you that you don't even realize? So watch this. My friend, continue to serve in a high level of excellence, knowing that God is setting up an expensive appointment that you can't even imagine or think. Did you, did you just catch what I just said? Because now Pharaoh has to now call Joseph in. Now watch this. I'm going to tell you something. I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. The baker remembers two years later because Joseph told him, remember me when it's well with the when you come out of this prison because Joseph gave him a word of his dream, right? And he lived. I'm, I want you to see this. I want you to read the story. I don't want to keep, I want, that's, that's, that's the hunger that we're trying to create here for you, okay? So anyways, when Pharaoh now calls Joseph in, he now calls Joseph because he he needs to have the interpretation of his dream. And now he comes from the pit or the dungeon to the palace. You're going to love this next part, what I'm going to say. God can hit fast forward to now fast forward you to the expensive part in your life that you didn't see 10 years ago but now he will place you into places that you can't even imagine or think. And the scripture on that I have is this, Ephesians 3, that he would do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Man, isn't that good? I'm just wanting to show you that you have an expensive value on your life and a calling on your life don't allow things to cheapen 
what God is trying to make expensive. And I'm going to tell you again, opinions are cheap. I want to use this last verse today. It's Acts 3 and 6, to where Peter and John, they go to a church. It's, the be- it's called the place of beautiful. And there is a beggar outside. And the beggar is wanting to get some money, right? And so Peter tells him the most expensive words. He says, silver and gold, I have none. But what I have, I give unto you. He says, give me your hand. He says, now get up and walk. How many people are waiting on you right now for you to give them an expensive word that can change the atmosphere of their lives? How many times have we seen, and you're going to love this, how many times have we seen somebody on the street that is asking for money, but yet we already judge them or we prejudge them and we say in our minds like, oh, well, they're going to go do something with the money that they don't have any business doing. But let me tell you something. When we know how expensive we are, that we are connected to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, you will love this. We can now tell the money to bless that person's life, not just that person's life, but bless their life. What does that actually mean? Here's the thing. If you're blessing somebody with a $20 bill, especially if they might be homeless or don't have anywhere to go, they see value differently than what we might see it. They see it as maybe $2,000. They might see it like, wow. But even though you might say, well, they might go do this and do that. But guess what? Did you pray over the money that you gave them to say, Lord, bless them. So even if they do want to drink with the money, even if they're drinking with the money, the scripture says this. Watch this. Oh, taste and see. Uh oh. <laughs> that the Lord is good. Even though they might be drinking or doing what they're not supposed to be doing, can you allow God to touch them and deal with them? Oh, I think I got somebody right there. I want I want you to I want you to see this at a different approach because we are so quick to judge but you cannot judge when God is trying to bless. Let me tell you something. Watch this. Let me go back to Peter and John. You see, if the man was able to have bought or found money to have bought what he could have bought, man would have taken that and tried to have sold it for way more than what we could have sold it for. But what I love about the kingdom of God is the fact that God has no price. And that's expensive. That's what makes you and I expensive. Is because if we want it, we can ask for it, and he'll give it to you. You might have to pay a cost. Watch this. Proverbs 4 and 7, you'll like this one. Wisdom is supreme. Even though it costs all you have, oh, it's going to cost you. I promise you it's going to cost you. It's not free. But it says, get understanding. Because when you get understanding, that's what's going to allow you to be solidified 
in what God has called you to do. So I'm praying that this word is touching you right now to become even more expensive to find out who you are, find out your purpose, find out why, Lord, am I going through this? It's not the why, it's the where you're going. Did you catch that? Let me tell you something. Even, even with my son passing away, it's, 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 it's really been sharpening me in the sense of, Lord, okay, if you still have me here, I'm here for a reason. Quit looking at things that have no value. You make that car have value. You make that house have value. Don't allow the sticker to tell you the value. You have to be more expensive than what the car and the house is worth. Matter of fact, I said this before. When somebody comes into your presence, then they shouldn't be worried about the house or the car. But it's the expensive spirit that God has placed in you is his presence that they have to be drawing from because that's how expensive the God we serve is. Did you catch that? Because here's the thing. I have to be real of who God has called me to be. I don't want to be fake with you because now I'm a cheapen you. Did you catch that? Don't cheapen what's not supposed to be cheapened. Your words can be cheap. How you treat others can be cheap. How we, how we treat our relationships. Don't cheapen it. Put more expensiveness on it. How do I do that? With love, kindness. All these things that are in God is in us. If I'm in his likeness and I'm in his image, I have the same value that he's trying to bring to this world. I pray that this really blesses you. I want you to really leave some comments below just of how expensive you are. You are so gifted that you don't even realize that your gift can now make room for you. The reason why you might have to keep going through certain things is because God has to humble you of where he has to take you. It's not to punish you. It's not to have you like, you see, you did this, you did that. No, 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 no. It's only to humble you. Because it says the meek, Matthew 5, shall inherit the earth. Again, leave some comments below. Tell us who you are. Because we are helpers of one another. Iron sharpeneth iron www.upperlevelentp.com Be blessed. We'll see you on the next episode.